And a warm-hearted good morning. Welcome to our Brunpland Studios, where we tackle relevant issues that affect our Christian world on a daily basis. The topic for discussion this morning, all about the Films and Publications Amendment Act. Not sure if you're aware of it, but on the 1st of March 2022, this year, the Films and Publications Amendment Act 11 of 2019, also known as the FPAA, which was signed into law by the President and published in the Government Gazette on the 3rd of October 2019, well, came into operation. The FPAA amends the Films and Publication Act 65 of 1996 and provides more clarity on the regulations of online commercial distributors and the processes that they are required to follow to distribute content in South Africa. The Amendment Act is important because it was introduced to address some of the very real dangers lurking in the online environment and because almost every person and business in South Africa has a digital presence. It is applicable to almost everyone. Therefore, listen carefully. The preamble of the Amendment Act states that the amendment will quote-unquote, regulate online distribution of films and games and extend to, quote-unquote, compliance and monitoring functions of the Film and Publication Board Online's distributors, amongst other things. Whilst the uh, Film and Publication Act 1996 requires the uh, FPB to be independent and impartial, the Council is appointed by the Minister of Communications and Digital Technologies. Commentators argue that this is a factor which may impact the independence of the FPB. Commentators are also concerned that the recent introduced Film and Publications Amendment Act designed to address the dangers of the online world raises some, let's call it, internet censorship concerns. So here, yeah, to bring more clarity and understanding of what exactly these amendments are, plus the consequences should you not adhere to them, are Daniela Ellerbeck from Freedom of Religion South Africa to spell it out in layman's terms for us. Don't stray or go away as we'll be back right after this. Well, we're back in the program, Brunpunt, and as promised, our respondent online, the attorney and legal advisor for Freedom of Religion South Africa, Daniela Ellerbeck, and I've got her online. Daniela, a warm-hearted good morning to you, and welcome. Just in a nutshell, your background bio, how did you get involved with Freedom of Religion SA? Well, Vainant, good morning to you too. Always a pleasure to talk to you and your listeners. I got involved with 4SA about five years ago um, when they approached me and they needed someone to um, join their team as a legal advisor. At that time, I was practicing as an attorney in Cape Town and I felt God clearly told me that I need to join the team. It's wonderful to have you with us, and we need your experience up here. Daniela, today we, we're talking about the new Films and Publication Amendment Act, which some have called, quote-unquote, the Internet Censorship Law. 
And specifically, we're going to be discussing whether these amendments pose any threat to religious freedom as human rights in South Africa. So can I start by asking, the amendments amended the 1996 Film and Publication Act by Inter Alia, criminalizing the distribution of hate speech. To kick it off, what exactly is this all about? What is this 1996 Act all about? How would you explain it so the man in the street can understand it? So, Vena, the 1996 Act provides for the classification of certain films and publications. So, think back to when you would go to movie theaters or you would rent DVDs, and then there would be a certain age restriction displayed on the DVD case or on the movie poster, And the whole idea is to allow adults to make informed choices about what they want themselves and their children to watch and read. But this original context no longer fits in with our new digital society where we no longer really rent or buy hard copies of almost anything, (laughs) but rather stream most of our content online using the Internet. So the 1996 Act did not provide for a world where individuals also generated their own content, which can then go viral, such as, for example, videos that they record, which they can then share with the whole wide world via social media. And the amendments, therefore, in a nutshell, sought to bring this old 1996 Act in line with our current online digital lives. If you've just uh, tuned in, speaking to Daniela Ellerbeck, uh, attorney and legal advisor to uh, Freedom of Religion uh, South Africa. Uh, Daniela, the amendments have been described uh, by some people as, quote unquote, the Internet censorship law. But, but what does this amendment actually do? And what does this mean for the average person on the street who shares and posts a variety of messages, videos on a daily basis, as we see on social media platforms? So, when the amendments um, insert numerous definitions into the 1996 Act, and these definitions include, amongst other things, uh, definitions for internet, <laughs> harmful, and hate speech. All right. Now, what is important to know is that the 1996 Act now, due to the changes brought on by the amendments, prohibits the distribution of propaganda for war or incitement to imminent violence or hate speech. Now, this includes any video or image or words being spread using the Internet, um, example, on social media or via WhatsApp. So furthermore, um, what listeners need to know is that it is now a criminal offense to distribute propaganda for war or incite imminent violence or hate speech. And the amendments say that anyone who knowingly distributes on any medium, including over the Internet or on social media, any video or image or words that can amount to this, can be, upon conviction, fined 150,000 rand and or sentenced to two years in jail. Wow, 150,000 rand and or be sentenced two years imprisonment. So this is serious stuff. So, Daniela, the important thing, it seems, uh, to know then what to do, the amendment says, is hate speech. How would I know? How would I steer clear from hate speech? So the amendments define hate speech, simply put, um, in playman's language, as any gesture, speech, conduct, and so forth, that a reasonable person could understand to demonstrate a clear intention to be harmful, to incite harm, and promote or propagate hatred against any person or group of people. So we see by now that all factors must be present. The message must aim to be harmful and to incite harm and promote hatred. Now, 
what is important to point out is that harmful and harm are obviously then important concepts as well. Um, and these are defined by the amendments as something that causes emotional, psychological or moral distress to someone. And this is where possible problems could arise because obviously this is then a very broad definition of harmful and harm. Well, you use the word possible problems can arise. And I think as the listeners may know by now, your right to religious freedom is protected by the Constitution in South Africa, or so they say. And it includes your right to uh, freely share your beliefs with others without fear of persecution or, or, or prosecution for that matter. So what do these amendments then mean? for freedom of religious expression in South Africa? So, although emotional, psychological, moral distress to someone is wide, and this broad definition of harm may be problematic as it opens up the possibility of offensive speech getting caught up in the definition of harm, there is the saving grace that in order to fall within the amendment's definition of hate speech, such offensive speech also then needs to be accompanied by the incitement of harm and promote hatred. And this makes it unlikely that the amendments will be interpreted to include religious beliefs that may be offensive, unless the person stating these beliefs states them in such a way that they also incite harm and promote hatred against a personal group of people. Daniela, does this account now for, uh, I'm thinking WhatsApp that's encrypted as well. Nobody else is supposed to know what I'm saying on the, the end receiver of that message. Does that apply to something like WhatsApp? Does it apply to all social media platforms uh, that we're using in South Africa? Well, Raynant, WhatsApp obviously is a messaging platform that uses the Internet. So it's all in the ambit of this act because it's, um, you know, text messages, voice notes, videos, images and so forth that you send via the Internet. Um, Obviously, social media is explicitly also included in this act. So that falls um, within the ambit of this. And while WhatsApp may be encrypted, if someone reports you for it, Um, you know, it's very easy to then take screenshots or forward on the voice notes that are being complained of. Daniela, put it in a nutshell for us, our discussion, what we've been discussing now, the new Films and Publication Amendment Act. For our listeners, and there are plenty of them, and they're all on social media platforms. In a nutshell, if you have to sum it up, our discussion this morning. You can go to jail for inciting um, imminent violence against someone. You can go to jail for propaganda for war. And you could go to jail for distributing hate speech via WhatsApp, social media, and so forth. However, if you are sincerely stating your religious beliefs, which some may find find offensive, but in stating these beliefs, you are not inciting harm and promoting hatred against a people or group of people, it should be fine and not fall within the ambit of this act. You freely stated at the beginning of this program that you felt God has called you to come and do what you do. We set you apart from people in this world because you're testifying that you're a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it then hate speech to say that Christianity, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me? Would that be deemed as hate speech then? Well, Vainant, although that might be um, offensive speech, um, which could, you know, cause emotional, psychological and moral distress to someone, which we said is the amendment's definition of harm and harmful, in order for that to be hate speech, you also need to incite harm and promote hatred against people in a group of people, which you're not doing with that statement. So, no, it would not fall within the um, amendment's 
definition of hate speech. To your understanding and your knowledge of the scriptures, is there scriptures? It's been said that scriptures in itself is offensive. What Jesus came to do, he died for. We call ourselves followers and disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. In your understanding of the scriptures and the knowledge of the scriptures, do you think there's hate speech in, in God's word? Vainant, for something to qualify as hate speech in terms of the law that we're dealing with, you need to incite harm against someone and promote and propagate hatred against a personal group of people. So although there are portions of scripture which, again, are offensive, um, I mean, if we're all honest, God has offended us at some point in time, which is why Jesus also says, you know, blessed are you if you don't stumble over me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> quite crudely rephrased there, but I'm sure listeners will know what I'm Free about. translation, yes. <laughs> yes, the Daniela early in the morning translation. Oh, right. So while there are portions of scripture which are offensive and would obviously cause um, emotional, psychological, moral distress to someone, and even to ourselves when we read them, and we then have to wrestle with God and bring ourselves in line with his word, there are no scriptures that immediately come to mind that also incite harm and promote hatred against a person or group of people. All right. Danella, in closing these amendments, it is law now? Yes, from the 1st of March. From the 1st of March. You better be very careful what you post on your Facebook page, on your Twitter account, wherever. I I don't think you can do it with uh, Instagram, with pictures. Uh, Who knows? But uh, the future... You can. Any images. Any images. All right. There you have it from the experts. You made a very pertinent off-air statement that says, well, this is not, we're not having this discussion to scare the living daylights out of people. I know it is law now, but what would you like to say to our listeners, everybody using social media? Well, Bernard, I think uh, many people have probably read about this thing called the Internet Censorship Law, and I know people have emailed for a, um, you know, expressing their concern about whether or not they can still freely share their religious beliefs on social media. And I want to say yes, um, because even though we've covered that offensive, um, you know, that some uh, religious beliefs may be offensive to people when you share it, unless you're also inciting harm against a personal group of people and you're promoting hatred against um, a personal group of people, You will be fine and won't fall in the ambit of hate speech. So no need to to run away with this. Just be very careful of how you use your social media and what wording you use. And uh, be... be Yes, and hide behind the scriptures. Um, So think about um, quoting verses and saying, this is how I read the Bible, for example. Um, But you're free to interpret it your way. Um, So those are practical examples, but again, unless you're also um, inciting harm against people and you're promoting or advocating hatred against them, you will be fine um, in terms of these amendments. Danella, where can our listeners go to find out more about uh, the work of Freedom of Religion SA and what you guys are doing? So, for those who are interested in knowing more about the religious freedom issues we are currently facing in South Africa, we can refer them to our website at www.forsa.org.za. Where they can also sign up for the Forest A newsletter and alerts, which means we will email them when there's an important religious freedom issue. And of course, they can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Freedom of Religion SA. What are the other big issues at hand at the moment that you guys are also standing in the gap for for Christians in South Africa? Bainant, at the moment, we would say that those are obviously the um, computer amendment bill comes to mind, the hate speech bill comes to mind, which would criminalize hate speech, not just as the amendments have said, the distribution of hate speech, and has a much wider definition than the amendments do of hate speech. 
um, which could see people facing jail sentences um, of up to three years for offensive speech and not speech that also has to incite imminent violence and promote and propagate hatred. Um, so those are the important things that are coming to mind immediately. You want to find out more about it or read up more about it, go to the website. It's www.4sa.org.za. And of course, as Daniela said, they're also on social media, Facebook. You can find them there, Freedom of Religion SA. Daniela, God bless you. Thank you for speaking so freely and sharing the information in. Well, sometimes, you know, we need it in layman's terms so that we can understand what we're up against. So bless your heart and thank you so much for speaking to us here at Brunpunt this morning. Pleasure. Have a good day, Vainan.